We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We as a family are praying for you and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. Glory be to God. Now it's up to us to bow down our heads in sincerity and cry out to God. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 2, it says that if thou, it says that if thou criest after knowledge, we are talking about the knowledge of God. Are you there? It is biblical to pray for the knowledge of God. Then it says, if you lift up your voice for understanding, it says if you seek her as silver and search for her at hid treasures, it says then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord. It goes on to say, for the Lord giveth wisdom. And out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. These three things, pray sincerely that it is yours this afternoon. I tell you in the name of Jesus that it will make a great difference in your life. You would appreciate God. You would appreciate life. You will be fulfilled. These three things, pray that it is yours. Pray that it is yours. Listen to verses again. It's God that gives wisdom. It is out of his mouth. Today, out of his mouth, may knowledge be yours. Today, out of his mouth, may understanding be yours. Pray in the name of Jesus. Father, according to your holy word, even as it's been revealed unto us right now in the name of Jesus, you give wisdom. Grant us, O Lord. Instill, O Lord, this your wisdom on us in the name of Jesus. Jesus had it. Jesus increased in it. We have the baton now. Out of faith, the Bible says that the works that Jesus did, we will do, and even greater works. So we pray in the name of Jesus that your wisdom is ours. Your wisdom is ours. Your wisdom is ours. Your wisdom, which is principal, it is ours. We also lift up our voice for knowledge, O Lord. We lift up our voice for understanding in the name of Jesus. Let it all be ours in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, what a good God, what a merciful Father you are. We bless you this morning in this place. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We just want to continue very quickly this morning. Amen. I said I have four letters I want to read to the church and just make little comments here and there. Are you there with me? But these... Are messages that have really, really blessed me. And they always bless me. And I sincerely believe that you will also be blessed. We look at 2 Timothy 2 last week and also the weekday service, and there was so much in there. Our brother first sent it again to me, and I was listening to it. Glory be to what I sent it or whatever it is. I was listening to it, and I was blessed. I went back and I read it myself and listened to what came forth last week. And I sincerely believe that God is with us. Today, I want you to open your heart. Amen. Because these things are designed to make a giant out of you. Are you there? The Bible says that if, my son, if you are wise, it is for yourself. Glory be to God. When the wisdom of God enters your heart, knowledge is pleasant to you. And you, the Bible says that even a wise son makes the father glad. So God would want us all to be wise. God will want all of us to be filled with his wisdom because in so doing, we make him glad. Don't you want to make your heavenly father glad? Yes, and that wisdom will solve a lot of problems for you. That wisdom has a lot of blessings, long life, so many things in there that will make your life colorful and you'll be decorated 
in the name of Jesus. You will be appreciated. You will be celebrated in Jesus' mighty name. Is somebody hearing me? Amen. Now, today I want to go very quickly into Romans chapter 12. The book of Romans, one said, is the book that has a lot of answers to life. Amen. And one of my favorites, I've picked, as I said, four letters that I read from time to time. And any time that I read, I am energized. Amen. So the title of the message is Romans chapter 12. 21 verses of scriptures. I'm going to read it. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. If you have your Bible or probably if you want to go on the screen, but let nothing escape you. Now, I read from verse 1 and I read from the King James. Every verse that I read, I'll make a little comment here and there. The Bible says that I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. So this is the address to you and I. That he present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Okay. Now, what he's trying to tell us is that uh, or the whole thing about God and the whole thing about Christianity, we all know that God is the word. Are you there with me? So for us or our world to experience God, somebody has to do the word. When the word is just logos, when the word is just rhema, it hasn't got that power like when one decides to be a living sacrifice. Why is sacrifice used? Sacrifice is used because if you and I are left on our own, we will choose our individual part. That doesn't bring us any glory. That doesn't change anything. That robs us of God's presence, and that also causes Satan to have his free course in our life. Is somebody hearing me? So he was addressing these Christians, and these are no new believers. He was telling them that, listen, on a daily basis, sacrifice what you would have done and do the word. In so doing, as you are living, are you there with me? You become a living sacrifice. That means that on a continual basis, every time, every action, you are looking for what the word says before you act. And that is the secret of Jesus. The Bible says that the word that was given, he became flesh and dwells amongst us. And we beheld the glory thereof. So everything about Jesus was the command of God. And you and I, are you there with me? Jesus has set an example to us that we can. Are you there with me? But here, someone who has tried it says that it is actually an act of sacrifice. Is somebody hearing me? Because in the normal course of way, you wouldn't have done the word. Is somebody hearing me? But then, if you want to bring God to the scene, the word has to be done. Is somebody hearing me? Talking about the glory of God or talking about the fruit, the deeds, the attributes of God. It takes one to do before the world experiences our God. Is somebody hearing me? So the whole thing about Christianity is for us to do the word. So anytime that you read your Bible, anytime that you hear the word, try as much as possible to change your course of life. Anything that jumps up to you, anything that you are doing which is not in line with what you are learning, either on a daily basis through your quiet time or through the messages that you are hearing, then you become a living sacrifice. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? 
And there are so many benefits. If I begin to go to the benefit of becoming a living sacrifice, man, we wouldn't leave this place. Are you there with me? But one of the things that is sure is his presence, his strength, and all of him. Are you there with me? And you will see power in your life. You will see greatness, and you will see that there is nothing that can stop you because you are virtually doing the word. You know, sometimes the best of men can even stop you from doing the word. Are you there with me? John the Baptist was the man of the hour. He was asked to baptize all Israel, and Jesus went to the scene. Having a revelation of Jesus, he wanted to stop Jesus from being baptized. And Jesus said, no, suffer it to be so. God wants me to be baptized before I go into the wilderness for my ministry to begin. Are you there with me? He says, suffer it to be so. Suffer it to be so. We have to. Are you there with me? So if you look, if you are thinking, sometimes I think about these things. I say, man, the best of the bishops, the man of God for the hour can even cause you. Are you there with me? So every one of us should be planted. Every one of us should know what we are doing. Are you there with me? Make your life purposeful. Make your life purposeful in the name of Jesus. Can somebody understand? Is somebody coming along with me? Verse 2 says that be not conformed to this world, but be it transformed by the renewing of your mind, that he may be able to, he may be able to approve what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, the Bible says that the world has its way in continuation of what we have read. Are you there with me? But the world's way will not bring us any change. Are you there with me? Now, the interesting bit about this very verse of scripture is that the word transform is the uh, Latin word which, or the root word is metamorphosis. Are you there with me? Now, it has been borrowed. Apparently, English language was drawn out of Latin and all sorts of this. One of the oldest languages that ever has ever. Are you there with me? Now, let's do a little science here. Metamorphosis is still used. And when is it used? It is used when a creature like something unacceptable, something on, I mean, something that we can, is converted into something which is beautiful. Isn't it? They say as beautiful as a butterfly. Are you there with me? Meaning that it is the word of God that changes us. It will change us from a state where a pupa would go through various stages to turn into a butterfly. Are you there with me? But there is a certain stage. Are you there? I remember when we were growing up. I didn't even know that that was a stage that a butterfly has to go through before. It becomes like a caterpillar. And those caterpillars, we were scared of them. We were naughty when we were growing up. When we see a lizard, we will stone it. Oh, yeah. When we see certain things, we will stone it. But when you see a caterpillar, you stay out. It was told us that it's got certain prickly pines, spines, or whatever it is at its back. And at just the touch of it will cause your skin to itch. We don't joke with it. But then, that very thing goes through a stage, then it turns to something that you want to you want it to land on you as beautiful as a butterfly. Are you there with me? And ever since I got to know this, I just found out that no, our God is good. Meaning that when we come into Christ, are you there with me? We can change our life, which is not attractive. 
Our life which is not pleasant, our life that hasn't got anything glorious or anything, are you there with me, to talk about, can change totally. And he says that the way to do that is a change of mind. Is somebody hearing me? The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs that as a man thinks, so you see. Are you there with me? So if you actually want change in everything that you are doing, in your finances, change your mind. In your marriage, change your mind. Concerning that, that in fact, the anointing is just the mind. The anointing is just the mind. Is somebody hearing me? The anointing is just the mind. God changes your pattern of thought. That's it. Is somebody hearing me? We'll talk about that. But the Bible says that we have that grace on a daily basis. Even now that even I'm talking to you, don't let it enter here and let it go out. Yesterday, for some reason, our brother sent me a message. I think I preached here on the 5th. I don't know the camera that you use. It's on YouTube. It was very clear. Are you there with me? And it was about angels, about the second message on angels. And I was surprised. It's about 51 minutes on YouTube. 5th January, we preached this here. And I was surprised at the gracious wait. Nobody that hears us has an excuse. Nobody that hears us has an excuse. Don't take us for granted. It's on YouTube. Amazingly, only four people have viewed. Probably I viewed again, so if you go and check, it will be five. But when I heard the message, I was so much moved that I came back here. I watched it at home. When I got it, I don't know, I I was here. And I watched it here. But later on, in the night when I was going to work to... I was playing it. And I said, what? We don't have any excuse. How to activate your angels? Are you there with me? So I would say that these messages that are coming from here, God, in his own way, is saving us, is blessing us. But we have to embrace it and take what we can take out of it and transform our lives. Are you there with me? That whatever God is doing out of us would come to pass in the name of Jesus. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody being blessed? The Bible also tells us in verse 2 that there are three levels of God's will. Are you there with me? But until we change our mind, until we move from the world, and until we change our mind, we wouldn't be able to differentiate Every time people will be lead, leading us. Every time people will be leading us. You see, the danger of it, the Bible tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes, that he saw a horse meant for a horse meant for a son. And the son is walking, and servants are sitting on the horses. Are you there with me? The Bible also tells us in Galatians chapter 4 that if we do not mature, then we will be put under. Servant will rule us. Until we become mature. Are you there with me? So let none of us go to work. Let none of us go to this marketplace and say that, oh, this unbeliever is this. This unbeliever is this. This unbeliever is this. Just mature and see. He is taking care of your position. Many of the houses that we drive past, many of the cars, people are sitting in for us. Now, if we do not mature, by the time we get it, they are old. And they'll start causing us problems. It is so, so, so much important. Edwin, you'll be surprised that somebody is taking care of what God has for you. 
the gift and the grace that you are supposed to. Are you there with me? So it is very, very important. Otherwise, you see, we will never fall into the perfect will of God. Every time the good will be okay for us. Every time the acceptable will will be okay for us. But how about the perfect will of God? He says that it is only a change of mind. It is only when we have the mind of Christ. It is only when we have the mind of God that we will be able to determine every move. Now I'm, as, I'm in his good will. Now I'm in his acceptable will. Now I'm in his perfect will. And every one of us, if you are understanding me, gravitate towards his perfect will because it is not the same. The good will is not the same as the acceptable world and but it is up to you remember are you understanding me it is up to you especially all the children are they in their good will the courses that they are doing is it god's perfect will it is up to you it is up to you and the key is that it is your mind that you have to renew begin to have the mind of god begin to think like god through his word his mind is being revealed to us you see the world even says that when you take a book and you are reading you are fellowshipping with the mind of the author. How much more I'm reading Galatians? How much more in the morning I've just taken Matthew chapter 5 and I've read from 1 all the way to Matthew chapter 7, the last verse of Scripture 21, which that means all red letter. I've taken the book of John, which has a lot of red letters. I am fellowshipping with the mind of Christ. I am fellowshipping with the mind of Christ. I am fellowshipping with the mind of Christ. Listen, when I go to the marketplace and I say hi, I say hi, that smile. My smile alone, my smile alone, you don't believe I does something to you. My hi alone do something to you because I have fellowship. Because I have fellowship. My mind has fellowship. A lot of, in fact, the Bible says that the whole of Christianity, we use our mind in serving God. If you are going to be prosperous, if you are going to be a healer, a prophet, all your mind. The Bible said that there was a mind that was in Christ Jesus. And let that mind be in us. And we can renew it on a daily basis. Don't take your quiet times. Don't joke with your quiet time. Renew them on a daily basis. Let me say this right then. This assembly. Are you there with me? This has, I sincerely believe that there are great people here. Otherwise, God will not give us this grace. You may not know. But the words that you hear from here, uh, <laughs> sometimes when I listen, I say, man, is it me? Patrick Ebbing, is it me? I listen to my own messages and I'm blessed. Is somebody hearing me? Please, I lie not. From the depth of my heart, are you there with me? God wants you as you step out. Oh, this is good, God. Oh, God, this is acceptable. That's okay. I'll do with this. It's acceptable. Are you there with me? Oh, God, this is your perfect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, this is your perfect. Otherwise, we are living in good. We bring sacrifice of praise into that. Have you seen how God has blessed me, my brother? Look at this. But it's all good. It's all, you've, you've not even gone through his perfect will. You've not gone through his perfect and you do not know. Why? Because you've not renewed your mind. The Bible says that it is the renewing of your mind that makes you, not the pastor. It is the renewing of the mind that makes you to able to see that this your son is in his acceptable world. This your daughter is in his perfect world. It is the renewing of your mind. You don't wait a prophet to come to come and tell you that, ooh, and Moses said to Aaron, ooh, and before, oh, 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 God, I thank you, God, I thank you, God, I thank you. You are flying very low. 
You are flying very low that if you are not careful, you will crash. Are you there with me? Because it is said that it is an individual thing. And those that renew their mind, they are able to pick up what is good. Those that renew their mind, they are able to pick up. So let me just say this to you. When I got to know this in the morning, I do not read one verse of scripture. There are certain quiet times, one verse of scripture, and the man of God will explain about two pages. Sorry, if you are at that level, it's fine, but me, it annoys me. This morning, I got here, and I said, no, I have to read my Bible before. Then as I was reading my Bible, I started thinking about something. Then I went about 12 verses of scripture. Then I don't really remember. Then I went back again. Because something came in between my mind. And I wasn't getting what I was supposed to get. So I stopped where I am and I started from the top again. Is somebody hearing me? These are some of the things are you there, that you shouldn't joke with. These are some of the things that you shouldn't joke with. Because it will help you be grounded in Christ. Be grounded in God. Are you there with me? You will know exactly the level at which God is blessing you. The level at which you have, things are being supplied. The level at which you are. Whether you have even entered the good. Whether you have even entered the acceptable. Whether you have even entered the perfect will of God. Is somebody hearing me? The will of God. The will of God. Three levels. Number three says that I say through the grace given to me. To everyone who is among you. Now, this man is writing to the Romans, but he noticed something that as salvation, grace is given to us to do certain things. Are you there with me? If you are truly born again, you can pray. The grace is given to you to pray. Are you there with me? If you are truly born again, you can read the word, you can listen to the word. Whichever way you choose, are you there? If you are truly born again, that grace has been given to you. But be it known unto you, that this very grace that has been showered onto you, it can also be in vain. In meaning that you can pray, but you choose not to pray. Meaning that you can read, but you choose not to read. Meaning that you can visit somebody. You can do the works. Are you there with me? It will be easier for you to come to church, but you choose not to. And if so happens, are you there with me? Then what is happening is that you are making the grace be in vain. Another thing that I also announce to you is that the grace which is there doesn't just come on. It is activated by faith. A little effort of faith, you will see the strength of God, the hand of God, the enablement of God allowing you to do certain things. Is somebody hearing me? The Bible says in Romans chapter 4 that it is of faith that it might be by grace. So supposing you have, I'm about to read a number of grace which is available to you and I that God showers unto us and you have to identify it. Are you there with me? We'll go deeper in the breakfast meeting concerning finances. It is up to you to identify that grace that God has put upon you. But that grace which is put upon you, it is activated by a little faith then you will see that your life has gone into an autopilot. You are doing certain things easily. Is somebody hearing me? Supposing you have, let me give you an example. Supposing you have a grace, are you there with me, to write a book. Probably the first introduction or the first chapter may require faith to start. But the subsequent words that will come, you will see it will just be flowing. It will just be flowing. 
Probably have a grace to pray for this assembly, all the saints. We have a grace, are you there with me, financially, to bless people. Are you there with me? But the initial thing has to be by faith. Is somebody hearing me? That it might be of grace. So he went on to say that through the grace given to me, I'm talking. Grace can help you talk. Say grace. Grace can help me talk. Everywhere. In interviews. In boardrooms. At home. Grace will help me. In Jesus' name. He says that I say through the grace. So is the means of the grace showered unto you whilst he was born again. He has something to say. I say through the grace given to me, to everyone, not to think of himself more highly as he thought, but to think soberly. Now, he's trying to tell us that, listen, don't be too proud. Pride, God doesn't like pride. Are you there with me? Sometimes a little this thing, a little breakthrough here and there, a little gift. Are you there with me? Then you begin to think that you are greater than the church and you are greater than the neighbor and you are greater than this person. And when they say welcome and hug somebody, you don't want to. Where is, uh, where is, uh, Malaka, he used to hug. He stopped. I don't know whether it is his mother that stopped him from hugging. Are you there with me? There was a grace upon him. Everybody, he will stop playing the keyboard and hug everybody. And when he finishes, right then, you find love. Now, I don't know what they've told him at home. He has stopped. I hope it's not Abrena. Malachi shouldn't stop. Okay. Okay. Then he goes on to say, but think soberly, according to how God has dealt with every man a measure of faith. Now, let me just say this. We all know that faith cometh by hearing. Okay. Now, anytime you are hearing the word of God, a measure is given to you. Everybody has the same measure. Everybody has the same measure, and that measure never changes. One faith. One faith. I remember when we were in school, I always used this as an example. I did, because that's the only way that I could really, or probably let's say at, at our workplace, are certain grades, certain bands in certain organizations. They say bands. When you're in a certain band, you are in a certain pay category. When you're in a certain grade, you're in a certain pay category. But when we were in the boarding house, when we go to dining room, the, the food is served in a saucepan for the 13, 14 people on that table yes. on a bench. Yes. And we have to share it equally. And the Bible says that any time that you hear the word of God, it's the same faith. The same faith Jesus used to raise the dead. The same faith that Jesus used to walk on water is the same faith that you are hearing. Ephesians says it. There is one God. There is one faith. Father of God who works through all. There was a time in Luke chapter 17, they said to him, increase our faith. He said, listen, okay, there are measures, okay? There are measures as you use your faith. You become small, become weak, you become dead faith and all that. But the little faith alone can cause a tree to move from here into the sea. So you should, because they were just asking Jesus, listen, people are offending us. People are, you two say we should forgive them. People are offending us. You two say we should forgive them. Increase our faith to forgive them. Say, no, 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 no. Just a little faith will do wonders. So no, none of you have an excuse. Having heard these gracious words from God through my lips, you don't act, you don't do anything. You are still the same all these years. Twelve years. Twelve years in this place. And still life is the same. Marriage is the same. Finances is the same. Accommodation is the same. 
Are you there with me? The same faith. The same faith. The same faith. If I come to your homes and I don't see any change, there's uh, this thing there. You don't believe us. Come to my home and see whether you don't see any change. Dennis, you were there yesterday. You were there at my home yesterday morning. Go again. You see that I've cut the grass. <laughs> Come again this afternoon. You see that I've done something. Yeah, I was here almost the whole day. Almost the whole day. Make sure, before I left, I made sure the microphone and God's house, everything, the fridge, everything is working, everything is ready for tomorrow. I prayed, this and that, and that, and that. Then when I went home too, I looked at one or two, put, arranged one or two, the back garden, this and this, and cut all the grass. Because I believe that the grace is upon me. I believe that the grace of God, the grace of God will not be in vain. The grace of God will not be in vain. Is somebody hearing me? Or who do I have to wait to come and do it for me? Is somebody hearing me? It might be like a joke, but I'm telling you, something serious is happening here. Okay? It says, God has dealt with every man. And faith coming by hearing. And that is the faith you are going to use to bless your children. The Bible says that the difference between Esau's blessing and um, Jacob's blessing by his father, according to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 20, it was by faith. So it is that faith that is going to cause me to bless Joshua when he's going to school tomorrow. Tomorrow when you see Joshua has turned out well, don't come and say, and the pastor this, and the pastor this, and the pastor this, and the pastor this. The pastor uses faith when he hears the word. You are hearing the word. You are not pronouncing anything on your children. You are not pronouncing anything on your finances. You are not saluting your home. You are not saluting your workplace. You are not saying anything. When I'm going for an interview, I, I say, listen, you have said in your holy word that when we are taken to the magistrate, we shouldn't take any thought what you will say. You will speak through us. You will speak through us. And we quote this verse of scripture. Sometimes sitting in a train, say, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor. As I enter into the interview room, obtaineth favor. Obtained favor because I've heard the word and faith has to work. I have bills to pay. Is somebody hearing me? The same faith. The same faith. Now let's go on. The Bible says that verse, it goes on to say we are all, all have the same measure. Whether you use it, you don't use it. Pastor, I don't believe, I don't do I'm just waiting. Are you there with me? Like, I mean, sometimes, man, just imagine. Your wife or your husband or your child. Will, oh, daddy, I'm gone. Then you don't say anything. You don't say anything after hearing the word of God. Faith is activated by what you say. After hearing the word of God for years, you see a child is going away, and you don't say anything. We don't believe. It goes on to say, For as we have many members in one body, all members are not the same. Now he's trying to tell us something here concerning faith and concerning the grace. We are going into a very interesting part in closing. Concerning the grace of God at work. Are you there with me? He used the human body. Are you there with me? And looking at me, you can tell evidently that I have a head, isn't it? A neck, nose, arms, legs, isn't it? Various parts make the body. So is the body of Christ. Is somebody hearing me? 
So he says that, so we, verse 5 says that, so we be many are one body in Christ, and every member one to another. Are you there with me? He says, having gift differing. Are you there with me? So the Bible tells us that uh, every one of you, the grace of God gives you a gift when you become born again. I'm going to read a gift to you. Then he's going to tell us how to operate in it. But remember, it is activated by faith. You have to discover where you are good at and where you also need God. Are you there with me? Everyone, everybody here. If you decide not to use it, because people are using it. One sister came and stand here and said, at least I'm doing everything. What's how many of us here? People are using their gift. People are using their gift. Don't just sit back. If you have actually received Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us, it is repeated in Ephesians. The Bible says that when he was ascended, when he descended, he also ascended and gave gifts unto men. Let me just say this. Milane, the gift or the grace of God upon your life, it will make room for you. There are certain places that you will go, it is that gift that will open, will cause you to be accepted. Sometimes, it's your smile. I'm going to read some to you. Sometimes, you can manage things. Anything that they give to you. Sometimes, you, you are a good talker. Sometimes, you can manage finances. And that alone will make room for you somewhere. Otherwise, a door will not be open. A man's gift makes room for you. Please don't joke. Identify your gift as I read it out. And that is not the only place. And I'm going to also show you how to do it in God's name. To the glory of God. Is somebody hearing me? Now, he talks about faith. Then he begins to talk about the grace of God as a, a, I mean, a greater part of these things. That's why I like this portion of scripture very good. He says, having given different according to the grace that is given unto us. Are you there with me? Whether it's prophecy. Some people prophesy, but let him prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Meaning that, Edwin, it is very likely the gift of prophecy is upon you. But if something comes for you to tell Emmanuel, you need faith to tell Emmanuel. Are you there with me? So one of the things that we have, that I've learned, are you there with me, is these ministries where we begin to pick out people and how good they are. Are you there with me? Another thing too is that... Eh, Sometimes in a setting like this, you can get something that probably when you go somewhere, you will not get. You get it? Because in a setting like this, God will decide to make somebody a financier. But when you leave and you go to a place like uh, uh, Redeem Down the Road, just, I'm just mentioning a name, uh, Mercy Clinic Church, probably a financier is already there. The financier is already there. Let me say something. There was a lady. Let it go on record. I hope she hears it. When we started, we started with her. Very high up. From the first day, I think board of trustees, this and that and that. And I think my dear wife knew her before. The way she talks. The way, when we started the first, the first Sunday, there, she gave an offering of 50 pounds. First Sunday, a check. She was a giver. Suddenly, we don't know what happened. She left the church. One day, Angie hold the microphone to sing. 
have, I could hear the lady in Angie. Then Angie started giving. The same giving that the lady was giving. One day, I will meet, I will gather courage and go and knock at her door that you still have the grace to give in your new church. You'll be surprised that I will live here because sometimes I'm tempted to leave. Are you there with me? And I can't preach again. The revelation is not coming again. When I left Romford and I went to Thamesmead, my jokes were not coming again. I used to have a joke for almost everything. It wasn't coming, it just dried up. Please listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. It is God that is at work. The Bible says that having gifts different, are you there with me? According to the grace, if it's prophecy, please prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Are you there with me? If it's ministry, let us minister. Are you there with me? I run a ministry. I'm serving you. Are you there with me? Anybody that serves, are you there with me? This very thing is also mentioned according to the manifold grace of God in 1 Peter chapter 4. The Bible says that he that minister, let him minister with the ability that God gives. So if I'm somebody like a servant, I'm a servant in this church, isn't it? I'm a servant. Came open up, make sure everything is heated up, the place is warm. This, uh, I tell you when this place really becomes hot, it becomes unbearable. Is somebody hearing me? Now, if you have the grace, use God's strength in operating in that grace. Is somebody hearing me? It goes on to say, now there's another grace, which is called he that teaches. Are you there with me? Some people have the grace to teach. Teach. Are you there with me? Teach with the ability that God gives. Then it goes on to say, he that exhorts on exhortation. Some people are good at exhortation. Some people are good at calling people and encouraging people. Some people are good at inviting people. If you have that grace of exhortation, are you there with me? Wait on exhortation. It goes on to say, he that giveth. Some people are givers. It's not everybody that is a giver. Some people are even struggling with tight. Are you there with me? Some people too, God will pass a lot of finances through them. Once we had a prophecy that our church building that will buy debt free, only 10 people will pay for it. Are you there with me? And you find out that if you are part of the 10 people, your mind works differently. You begin to invent, invent things. You don't think for working for McDonald's and working for peanuts. Ideas will be passing through your mind. But knowing that are you there, God is putting you in a prominent place and it will come through you to bless your family. You see how your thinking pattern is changed. You are just there. Probably you are a nurse, but the ideas that are coming to you, if only by faith you implement it, you see the millions will begin to pass through you. Just imagine you get one million and you give the church 100,000. Then 900 is you, isn't it? I heard of a story of a brother who was believing God for 3,000. And God was good to this brother. And he found, or somebody gave him 2,000. In prayers, he said to God, God, you are so good. 
you have already taken the tithe. That he was believing for 3,000 and he got 2,000. So God has already taken the tithe before giving him. So therefore, that 2,000, I'm not giving any tithe. And sometimes we do the same, isn't it? The 100 pounds and you pay 10 pounds as a tithe is difficult to you. How much more can you pay 10,000 as tithe? The Bible says that there are certain people who are givers, okay? But listen to the instruction given to givers. There's a grace of giving. There's a grace for teaching. These things that I'm struggling and I'm using all sorts of things as an example, somebody will come and hold it and teach it in a way because the grace to teach is upon that person. Is somebody hearing me? Now, if that person doesn't rise up in faith to teach, nobody will benefit. Are you there with me? Only one day to be played towards you that, listen, you had all this opportunity. And probably that teaching grace could have caused you to have a fulfilled life. That teaching grace could have opened a door for you in the marketplace for you to be motivated by money. To buy other basic necessities. Is somebody hearing me? The man's, a man's gift make room for him. A man's gift make room for Let me tell you something. In the marketplace, in the marketplace, together with Christianity, sometimes... They scrutinize us. They're having meetings about us. And let God help you to be the best. Let God help you to be the best. Is that just the favor of God or the anointing upon your life cause you to be? So that you can also make ends meet and pay your bills. Otherwise, you'll be unemployed. Because it is vicious out there. Satan wants to rob us so that we go and curse God and die. Is somebody hearing me? So there are certain gifts that when it's upon you, it answers in the marketplace and it makes you fulfilled and satisfied in life. Because it doesn't only work in the house of God, it also works outside. Because this is our God. He causes his son or his reign to fall both on the righteous and on the unrighteous. So when he gives you a gift, the gift also works at the marketplace in unbelievers so that they will give glory to God. The Bible says that David, when David talks, they say he had the wisdom of angels. The Bible says that when Potiphar... When Joseph entered Potiphar's house. When entered Potiphar's house. Now today, we can go to certain places and say, oh, uh, which has come into my home. And um, uh, so things are not working. Uh, which has come into my home. This person came into my home, so I have to sweep. I have to pour this thing. I have to do this. I have to pour anointing oil. How come you will go into the witch house and neutralize the witch? Rather, the witch came and overpowered you. Meaning that you are flying very low. The witch should sit into your car and repent. You get, are you getting it? When Joseph, right? He, Joseph's relationship is the word. He only knew Genesis. He knew God from only Genesis up to. And it was something that had been told him about God. He didn't know um, Samuel. He didn't know uh, Malachi, Matthew, Mark, Luke. We know too much. But that little that he knew, he carried the presence. And that presence, when he got to Egypt, he answered. He neutralizes all him. You see, sometimes we say, oh, this place, there's a road uh, over there in uh, Gidea Park somewhere. They said, oh, his houses are Freemasons. It's very heavy in the night. And uh, even when a cat crosses you, you have to be careful. Listen, when you, when you step foot there, when you step foot there, they will now begin to, how come I was able to sleep without Valium? 
when you set foot there because of what you are carrying. But rather, it shouldn't be the other way around. Well, which came into the church, so the church is not growing. It's a shame unto the church. But I believe somebody is learning something. The Bible said that he that gives, let him do it with simplicity. Are you there with me? He said, he that ruleth, let him do it with diligence. You know, just imagine the ruling is upon you. Straight away, you'll be a man. When you are a manager at work, your business, are you there? Because the grace of rule is upon you. Are you there with me? When the grace of rule is upon you, we look at you in church. And we say, that, no, the grace of rule is upon you. I will encourage you to start your business. Start your own business. I would encourage you to do something. Is somebody hearing me? Then he goes on to say, let him rule with diligence. Then he said, he that showeth mercy, let him do it with, um, how do you call it, cheerfulness. Meaning there is not everybody that can show mercy. Some people, when you cross their path, man, they will curse you. Then the Bible says that, he that loveth, let, me, let him do it with dissimulation. That is sincerity. Are you there, man? Abhor, it says that abhor things that are evil and cleave unto that which is good. So now from here, he's beginning to give, are you there, me? instructions that aid, instructions that fuel the grace of God upon our lives. Are you there with me? If the grace of God upon any of these, these are just a few. The Bible tells us in Peter that the grace of God, there's a manifold grace of God. That means there's a lot. The grace of God is a lot. The grace of God is a lot. Manifold grace of God. Let me just say this to you. There were four friends. They found themselves, and I see them as a university students. Because their course was three years. This is Daniel chapter 1. And they decided to separate themselves to God. And the Bible says that God gave them four gifts. God gave them, in fasting and prayer, God gave them four gifts. And that gift made them prominent in the foreign land where they were. The gift made them prominent in the gift. Please, this grace that is, listen, it is very likely... A certain grace is upon you, but you haven't identified it. Why? Now listen to this. These are the things that fuel grace. I'm going to read it very quickly. Are you there with me? Remember faith. It activates the grace. Then there are things that fuel the grace. It goes on to say, listen, you will come into contact with evil. Are you there with me? Avoid. Say no to it. And cleave to that which is good. Are you there with me? Be kindly affectionate to one another, are you there with me, with brotherly love, in honor, prefer one another. Is somebody hearing me? These are the things, these are the things, are you there with your relationship with one another, love people, are you there, find out, find out what is happening to people, find out what is happening to people's finances, find out what is happening, are you there with me, find out, are you there with me, especially you that are leaders, you that are deacons, you that are elders in the church, find out why your people are not here, why, are you there with me, it's a kind of brotherly love, expression of brotherly love, it goes on to say, be not slothful in business, please listen, don't be lazy, don't be lazy, don't let it be said about you that when we go to your workplace, you are the laziest guy, Every day you are late. You don't even wait for that. No. It will affect the grace of God upon your life. It will affect the grace of God. The full potential of the grace will not be. Remember, he made us know that there is a level which is seen as good. There is a level which is seen 
as acceptable. There's a level which is perfect. And I charge all of you here in the presence of God Almighty that strive, push for the perfect gift, push for the perfect grace, push for the perfect will. Are you there with me? And these are little, little instructions that he is giving us. Are you there with me? When it comes to business, anything you put your hand to do, don't know, be slothful. Do not be slothful. It says that be what? It says it goes on to say that what? It goes on to say what? Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. It goes on to say rejoicing in hope. Are you there with me? Now, let me just say this to you. There are three important things. Love, hope, and faith. Now, how does hope come in? The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, I beg your pardon, Romans chapter 15, that all these things, the Bible is put together that we may have hope. Are you there? When we don't have hope, there wouldn't be any faith. And when you don't have hope, you will die. So every time, believe God that something good is going to happen. The problem is going to be over. The breakthrough is coming. The millions are coming. My health is going to speed up speedily. The husband is going to change. The wife is going to, me, my chef, I'm going to change. I'm going to lose weight. Every time, listen, every time, have hope. Every time, have hope. Every time, have hope. Because without that, so use the hope to rejoice. Listen, how does hope is in the scriptures? When you see something that God has done, claim it. Hey, I'm believing that mine will come. I'm believing that mine will come. I'm believing that mine will come. And that is hope. Once my pastor told us a story about hope. Two mice put in a bucket. Two buckets. One was covered. Are you there with me? Live in a bucket of water. One was covered with no hole. Are you there with me? Then the other was covered, but there was a pinhole. They nailed probably a pin or something in there, and it was beaming, light was beaming through there. And they covered all of them in the bucket, and they were swimming around and around. Within 10 minutes, within one hour, they lifted up. Are you there? All of them were swimming. Within one hour, they lifted the lid up, and the one that had a pinhole was still going around, going around, going around in the water, swimming. This mice, and the one which is the mouse in the other that was covered, total darkness, was dead. Are you there with me? And he used that to illustrate to us that, listen, the light was the hope. So this mouse in that bucket thought, as I'm swimming, I'm getting to where the light, the source of the light is. But the one that was in darkness swam a bit and gave up. The power of the resurrection itself should cause us to, to rejoice that life is going to change. I say life is going to change. That things are going to change. Are you there? And these are the things that bring smile to our face. When we read our Bible, when you come to church, pastor say you are blessed. There is nothing showing that I am blessed, but just that joy alone. Just that joy alone. As you see things, David says that once I am young and now I'm old, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. Meaning that David was in a certain situation at one time and he could tell the end. These things give us hope. These things, give, I'm, not, I'm not the same. I'm not the same as, I'm not the same as, I mean some of you have known me for years. Blessing and Emmanuel, you've known me for over 21 years. I'm not the same. Are you there? And some of these things, are you there with me? Listen, the Copeland says that when we started preaching about prosperity, we only had one trousers, but we saw it in God's word. Talk about blessings, blessing God will bless you. But he will come home. He says once he was going for a meeting, 
and he went to borrow his father's trousers and a tailor, um, uh, how do they call it? They have a wedding, alteration. Went for alteration and they didn't do it well. Are you there with me? See where they have come from. Today, when they say they have a runway in their house, people are offended. How can a pastor get a plane and a runway? Because they found oil on their land. Let me just say this. Eh? When you find oil or gold on the land, the government takes the land. Yeah. They found oil on their land. So we all start from somewhere. But don't give up and say, oh, things are going to be the same. When am I going to pay off the house? When am I going to pay off the debt? When am I going to... See that in the Bible, somebody's debt was canceled. Amen. So, I mean, every time you're walking with God, you know, one day you'll be debt free. One day I'll be debt free. One day I'll be debt free. One day the house will be paid for. One day I'll be free. Then you go on. I hear these are the, it says, these are the things that causes us to rejoice. Because God will not fail you. Yes. God will not fail His time is different. It's God is time. So these are the things that gives us hope. Then he goes on to say, patient in tribulation. When you go through difficulty, be patient. Are you there with me? Probably I may have to continue on a weekday because it's becoming very heavy. Then it says that instant in prayer. So you see the grace of God upon your life. These little, little instructions. Are you there with me? What it does is that it shapes and it molds the grace. Are you there with me? It makes the grace to be carved out. Clearly in your life. No, the grace of God is upon my life, so I will not go through difficulty. Listen, when you go through difficulty, be patient. He says that, listen, you may, joy will come in the morning. Amen. Joy will come in the morning. It's not every time. There is sadness. David says, I used to cry. I used to wet my pillow. What, what do they say? Uh, wet my pillow. I swim with the tears. Are you there with me? But the morning will come. Is somebody hearing me? Oh, it's rather Kirk Franklin. That's enjoy. Comes in the morning. Are you there with me? That is part of this. But irrespective of the anointing and the grace upon your life, are you there with me? When you find yourself in tribulation, please be patient. When you find yourself and continue instant in prayer, continue instant in prayer. May the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International Podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.